you have to recognize it, right? And it's a practice, it's a skill that we're constantly growing and massaging and developing. Um, there's the the spiral, the downward spiral of just the chaos, your mind taking over, the intrusive thoughts, and you just start going down there. But the opposite is the victorious cycle, right? So once you give words to something and identify it, and you say, this is a thing that I need to look out for, and here's the triggers, here's the flags, you can start exercising the opposite of that to counter it or to try to balance it if, if that's a thing. Well, good morning, uh, maybe afternoon for, for some of you. I am in uh, central time, so it's noon for me, but I can see some uh, some friendly faces here today that I know are in the West Coast. So it's early. Uh, Karen, it's great to see you. Uh, big hello to everyone that joined us this morning. Thank you all for uh, for being here today. We are excited. Second Nature has given us an opportunity to share uh with you today uh some of the not only challenges that you all encounter or face in the property management industry but more specifically what are some helpful useful uh tools that you all can benefit from to have a fit mind fit body and be a fit leader so we're very very excited for the opportunity thank big thank you to second nature for having us we're going to make this very interactive lots of fun uh feel free to turn on your your cameras uh show us your big smiles uh we're going to have some polls please know that some that these polls are very they're they are all um what is the word they're private they're anonymous about, anonymous yes they're anonymous thank you brad so they are anonymous. We don't have to worry. We won't see who who said what, but it'll be fun and interesting to see what we know what some of these results uh, tell us. We know that you took some time out of your out of your day uh, to join us today. So let's let's start with uh, just a very small exercise. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna invite Brad and Janet to join us here in in a minute. But let us let's talk about why why are you here today? You saw the topic. You saw the theme for this this specific podcast it is fit body i'm sorry fit mind fit body fit leader tell us why make make some notes if you if you can bring 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 a pen uh, some paper we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of interaction today so let's start with writing down your why so let's take let's take a minute or two tell us why you are here today or write down why you're here today and then we'll share this in the chat. All right. So do you hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the music as you were meditating and writing down some uh, some answers on your big why? Why this why this topic? Why are you here today? And I love the answers that you guys can scroll through the through the chat and and look at some of these answers and they're all very very interesting. I love this one. I'm going to uh, just read it. And I love that it says that this topic sparked my curiosity. 20 years in the business and no one has ever asked about my mental health and stability, yet I know my work affects my mindset at times. Isn't that the truth? And that's exactly why we're here. We know that this is a very, very challenging uh, business industry. And everything that you all deal with is uh, puts a lot of stress in on your mind, your body. And uh, 
team and family. So this is what we're all, this is what we're here to talk about today. And so again, love the answers. Uh, thank you all for sharing. Uh, love you, uh, you willing to participate. So what I'd like to do now is invite both uh, Janet and Brad. They are going to tell us a little bit about themselves. First of all, if you don't, if you don't know them, let's let's do a real quick intro. So Janet and Brad, could you, you know, tell everyone here just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into your why today. Janet, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, good morning to all of you. Thank you for joining us. Of course, um, I'm Janet Fields. Um, I'm down in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I have Oaks Properties, <clears throat> a Originally, family-owned property management company. I'm the second generation who um, has worked with my father, and he has gifted me, and I have gifted him retirement, and it's amazing, and I love it. Um, we manage about 500 properties down here with uh, a diverse team of remote team members, local team members, um, and we're always trying to work on culture. We're always trying to um, try new things um, and just trying to stay healthy and um, mindful of the environment and the lifestyle that we're creating. Thank you, Janet. Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, you bet. Pleasure being on today. Uh, my name is Brad Randall. I am based out of Salt Lake City. Uh, I am in the mountains surrounded by snow and uh, plenty of plenty of hiking during the year. But I am owner and operator for a company called Welch Randall Property Management, and we have about 425 doors, uh, single family, small multifamily. And then we also manage 60 HOA communities, which if you want to talk about mental health, HOA and mental health go hand in hand. So uh, love being a part of this community. Um, I've been a longtime member of PM Health. And uh, I have a wonderful, beautiful wife and a seven-year-old, three-year-old, and a 10-month-old, well, 11-month-old. So we are in, in the thick of it right now. Thank you both so much for, uh, for telling us a little bit about yourselves. You, as well as everyone else here, has made a, set some time aside today to talk about, about this topic, about you know, physical and mental health. So let's let's start with Janet. Janet, why is why are you, why was it important for you to be here today? Why do you feel like mental and physical health is important to you? Well, yeah. So um, I've experienced ignoring it and the downfalls of it sneaking up on you and taking over your life. Um, I don't know if any of you have experienced where uh, work and the chaos that's just kind of crept in, and you just kept reacting and kept reacting until you no longer have a social life, you no longer have a family life, and everything's a fire and emergency. And uh, you have to get control of your mind, get control of your schedule, get control of your body, um, and treat yourself well and everyone around you well in order to create uh, a productive and healthy environment that you want to be in. Um, so I think going through chaos and um, just a really toxic time in your life that it creates some space to think about what you really want, what's really important, and that whatever you ask for in life is what you can have. If you're not asking for it, if you're not being intentional about it, you're not going to get it. Thank you, Janet. So I love you said intentional. We'll talk more about that uh, here in a little bit. Uh, Brad, what is what is your why? Why are you here today? Why was it important for you to take time out of your day? Aside from, you know, just uh, 
me telling you, please, please, please be here today. <laughs> I, I think all of us at the turn of the year, you kind of have a bit of a renewed mindset. Hopefully everybody has a bit of an optimistic outlook. You know, I think we get to the end of the year and especially in property management, we think about survival and you look at and say, okay, we survived 2023. Then you get into 24 and we're at a time where I think you you do have a chance to say, what do I want to make of myself professionally? What do we want to make of our team? And without focusing on the mind and the body and how that affects your work and what you do, you can get midway through the year and you'll be right back where you were the year before. And something that I've realized is that this dedication or this focus is a focus for life, not a focus for the beginning of the year. And the goal, one of the goals of PM Health is to try to change our mindset to say, we always need to be looking at our mental health and our physical health, not just when a podcast comes out, not when we're in a conference or when we want to lose weight, like this needs to be a daily focus. And, and so that's one of the reasons why I'm here. Cause I love to learn. I love to grow and who better to, to do that from, from than with our peers. Thank you so much. So let's, let's dive into it. There's three, three areas that we'll be discussing today, right? Which is mind, body, and leader. So let's, let's start with mind. You all face so many challenges in the property management industry, and these challenges create issues. They create stress, they create anxiety an overwhelming feeling of sometimes not knowing if you have things in control or not. Brad, Janet, can you guys speak on the importance of recognizing or uh, identifying warning signs when it comes to a healthy or sometimes an unhealthy mind? Brad, you look eager to answer. <laughs> Go for it. So I, I think I, I want to be really honest and upfront here and saying that I think mind is something that I neglect more often than I should. Uh, I will look at stress going on and I'll kind of just put it in the back and sweep it to the side because you just have other things to worry about until it usually builds up to a point where I, I snap at someone I love, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. terrible or I am not sleeping. I am not, um, I'm not engaged in what I'm doing and, and every day feels like drudgery. And so the mind piece of it, I feel like the first thing we have to do is recognize that these are things that everybody faces. And if you are feeling stressed, if you're feeling lonely, if you are feeling even a little bit desperate or isolated at times, recognize that everybody feels those things in the, the normal spectrum of, of what we do on the day-to-day. -day. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. Um, yes, I agree with, especially when you start to feel it um, and you have to recognize it, right? And it's a practice. It's a skill that we're constantly growing and massaging and developing. Um, there's the, the spiral, the downward spiral of just the chaos, mm -hmm. your mind taking over the intrusive thoughts and you just start going down there. But the opposite is the victorious cycle, right? So once you give words to something and identify it and you say, this is a thing that I need to look out for and here's the triggers, here's the flags, you can start exercising the opposite of that to counter it or 
to try to balance it if, if that's a thing. Recognizing the sides, giving that language, practicing the skills, um, and then constantly learning to find out what else is going on in your mind and everybody else's mind and what can we do to fix it. Because as much as they feel real and the stress feels real and biologically it's like there's a lion chasing us, there's no lions chasing us in this life. It's all in our brain. It's all chemistry. And if we take a step back and try to um, create stillness and calmness, um, we can overcome these things and we can thoughtfully move forward. So I just find it important to check in to find out, um, am I in a healthy spot or do I need to create a healthy spot? Yeah, very, very good. Uh, Brad, you mentioned that uh, stress and anxiety and, you know, these other things create um, sometimes a reaction to to people that you love. Yeah, right? you might snap at them. You might, nor something that you normally wouldn't do. Uh, so that is definitely a sign to look out for, right? Is there anything else that either one of you could say, well, this is definitely something that, is, is it really, does it really come down to looking at things that you're doing that you normally wouldn't do? Or are there, are there other ways to identify signs uh, when it comes to uh, stress and anxiety? Um, I think typically for me, it's things that I recognize that I'm doing that I don't want to be doing, like stress eating, or I think Brad mentioned uh, not wanting to delve into the things you usually enjoy, like you run away because it becomes overwhelming or it just doesn't feel right. Um, not having like the regular sleep schedule or the healthy eat schedule, like it you start feeling pent up anxiety and just can't tackle the things that were so easy before or not a complete uphill battle. Yeah. I think it's the reactions that I Yeah. Have. I I agree. And I think I think looking at your sleep is probably where a, a really good place to start is looking and saying, okay, in the last month or the last week how many hours of sleep am I actually getting? And for me, if I am getting, you know, small doses of sleep or I'm getting to bed really late and I'm not getting decent chunks of sleep, that is usually where I start. That is my, it's just a great metric to begin with. Oh, and Karen just put this in the chat. She says that's her favorite metric. Like if you don't know where to start, start with sleep. Mm -hmm. I notice my willpower drops drastically if I'm not getting more than seven hours of sleep. And I used to think seven hours was normal until Garmin told me that it's not normal, that eight hours is more normal and healthy, apparently. That's right. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this. You guys mentioned sometimes this, those signs uh, of, of stress and anxiety could be doing things that you normally wouldn't do, doing things that you don't want to do. And then last is probably the other one, which is where you're um, you're maybe not doing things that you want to do or you should be doing, right? So it's just, you know, think about that, right? So family, you may snap at them, you might overeat, or you may not have time to do certain things that you want to or should do. And it might be, those might be some, some signs to look out for. So let's do this. Let's jump into our very first poll. Let's get some, uh, some, uh, feedback from the group here. And then we'll, uh, we'll kind of, we'll chat about some of these answers. How about that? We'll, this first poll is, is specific to the uh, to the mind topic. So let's let's do that. For, let's do this first one. If you are honest, one hundred percent honest with yourself, where would you say your overall your overall mental health is currently? We've got a couple of options there for you. Wow, this is interesting. All right, got a couple more seconds. The poll has ended. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so let's. No, no, you're fine. So let's look at this. Uh, 
72% said, I have rough moments, but overall I feel good and positive about my current life and my future. Guys, any surprises there? That's a little better than I was thinking. I know, I know when we've done kind of some rough polls on this before, it has it has trended a little bit more negative, or not even negative, but that that it's a little bit rougher. So yeah, that's that is actually great, great to see overall from the group. Absolutely. And then the four percent uh, overall, I feel good and positive about my current life and my future. So another another part that will be touching on here as we go through these polls are, are tools, uh, right? So you guys mentioned some some areas that uh, that help or some some tools that help. Uh, Janet, you were specific. You said when it comes to your sleep metrics and understanding what that's like, Garmin was a good tool for you. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, so Garmin uh, has like a lot of like watches for all different types of sports, for walking all the way to like triathlons and hiking, all that stuff. Um, and it'll track your body, body, body metrics, um, your activity. It'll even drink, track like your drinking, eating, if you want to go into that. But some of the things I like to just look at is the sports that I focus on. And then I started looking at sleep um, and the steps when I can't get my sports in. So sleep, I thought I was doing fabulous with sleep, getting like six and a half, maybe seven hours of sleep. I thought I was killing it. I thought that was amazing. And then there was a comparative graph that showed other people what like the bulk of people like the mean medium mode people did and i was finding that people typically get eight to eight and a half hours of sleep and i started doing some reading and apparently that was healthy and what i was doing was not healthy um so the more i started looking into that and trying to have uh, bedtimes like lights out no devices time and uh regular wake up time i noticed that my willpower got a lot better and it lasted longer throughout the day not that I'm doing 100% of everything I want to do, but like the, my top three things of the day, if I put them at the beginning of the day, I can knock them out. And by one o'clock, I can do a few little things or take off for the day. Um, yeah. So I have more mental energy to get the big things done that, that sleep was huge. So I like this. Thank you. I love this 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 comment here in the chat. It says, working from home definitely blurs that cutoff time. I set pre-end of day alarms to remind myself to start winding down the workday. Doesn't always stop the entire overtime, but it does help a little. Love, love, love that. Because uh, if we did a whole poll of you know how many of us spend most most of the time working from home now, it's probably a very high percentage, right? So, how do you how do you clock out? Any 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 ideas there, uh, Brett? So, when you're looking at clocking out. Something that has changed in the workplace with COVID and technology is people expect you to respond at any hour of the day. You know, this whole out of office thing, you used to leave the office and you would go home and then you come back the next business day and people are like, oh, welcome back. There's voicemail. People just are, in general, society is much more impatient with that. And so I think what you have to do is you have to kind of set those boundaries. So for me, I I literally have to put my phone farther away from me than closer to me if I'm going to connect with those people that I love because the phone is too much of a distraction for me. I hear the beeping. I hear the the inputs coming in. So putting the phone away 
Um, also for me, if it gets to be towards the end of the day, I will start scheduling my emails to go out the next morning. So hmm. if you're responding to emails at 9 p.m. at night, then your clients are going to know that you're available at 9 p.m. at night. Yeah. So start scheduling your emails using Boomerang or some other tools that are out there so that they're getting them during business hours, you know, and you can shut off notifications and things like that. But you have to intentionally clear what is cluttering that end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, we've in the group, we always talk about, you know, habits. We talk about, you know, these, these, uh, tools that we can put in place to help us achieve goals. And so we're talking about resting or, or clocking out at the end of the day, making time for ourselves or making time for family. There's a book that I was recently reading and it mentioned something, uh, like what something that could work for some folks could be maybe putting your phone in a designated spot once you're ready to be done with your day and just, just place it there, just leave it there. So you're walking around the house instead of having it with you in your pocket or, you know, somewhere with you. Now you don't, you don't feel tempted to constantly look at it like you, like you would. So, and that, that they mentioned that that was even a great idea for when you go to sleep away from your bedroom, maybe away from, you know, your nightstand. So, uh, we're talking about sleep. Let's, let's do the next poll because it's specific to sleep and how this we'll, we'll dive into the, uh, the mind part of, of uh, sleeping on average. How many hours do you sleep per night? Wow. Okay. If it's true to property management, it's, it's not going to be a ton probably. All right. Uh, there we have it. So, uh, 62, 62% say they get from six to eight hours. I'm actually, I'm, I'm very surprised. I thought it was going to be less. So aside from work, there are other challenges that could um, interrupt our desire, our need to rest our mind. Brad, you just you just gave us earlier. You told us about your family. Uh, you have a you have a baby at home. You have you're a property manager and you have a baby at home. So how does this how does this all work around you trying to get rest and and rest your mind? So Karen uh, brought up a point in the chat. It, does that mean straight through? No, I think for some, it means yes. For me in my stage of life, we have a seven-year-old, a three-year-old and a 10-month-old getting eight hours straight. I think I'd have to be dead to get that right now <laughs> um, because we usually have a kid like coming into our room in the middle of the night or something like that. But for me, the way I try to cope with it is I try to get more quality sleep and for me, that's usually going to bed a little bit earlier. Um, I have found that if I can be asleep by 10, that 10 to 1 a.m. window is much stronger for me than going to bed at like midnight and then getting up at three or whatever. So for me, it's not necessarily straight through the night. It's just maybe trying to start the bedtime routine earlier to get better quality sleep earlier. Yeah. Great, great answer. All right, we're going to jump into our next the next part of this discussion, which is a fit body. And so all of these are going to connect, right? Uh, you obviously, it, it'll be a bigger challenge to, to try and uh, get in a good workout, a good walk, or whatever kind of activity, unless if you're not rested, right? If your mind is not in the right place. So what we'll do with this next topic is we'll dive into the poll and then we'll we'll dissect that. How often are you currently active for at least 30 minutes? Is that daily? Once or twice a week? One or three times a month? 
or are you out of rhythm or cadence? Okay. I think there we are. Uh, daily was, was, was going strong there for a second. I was really surprised. Um, so here's, uh, it's still the highest 46% says they get some sort of activity in once at least, uh, at least, uh, every day. So, um, let's talk about this, uh, Jan and, and Brad, let's, let's, um, how do you, uh, and we can probably tie into, tie this into habits, right? So how do you, how do you go about your day? Uh, how do you go about making sure that you get your activity in, and and what does that look like? Yeah, so I have a few different schedules that I fall back on depending on if I have an event that I'm training for or if I'm trying to take it easy because I'm burned out on some sort of training. So when I am running and I have a partner and all the stars align and everything's perfect, I love to be out the door and meet my running partner at 5, 8 o'clock in the morning and run for an hour. And it's amazing. It makes my day great, but that's a hard schedule to keep. It, it can affect a lot of things like your willpower because you're not getting enough sleep typically at night. Um, but there's the other thing that I do constantly is walk my dog. My dog gets two walks a day. My husband takes them in the morning after the kids get dropped off. And then the evening when I get home, Taco gets a walk. And his walks are usually pretty long and leisurely because I'm listening to an audiobook. Sometimes it's learning. Mm. But in the last couple of years, I also learned that you're not supposed to always be learning and multitasking. So I've learned to enjoy um, an audible audible that's just a novel or to take the headphones off and just listen to nature. So those are the two exercises that I fall on consistently. Um, I'm always up. If any of my friends invite me on a hike or to go somewhere to do anything, I'm usually one of those people that say, yes, let's do it. I don't care about the details. I'm going to do it. And that keeps me uh, pretty spiced up that way. Keep it interesting. Very cool. Brett? I love Janet's thoughts and Janet. So if you're not in the PM health group, Janet is super consistent. And that is something that I've always really admired about her is she, she does the walks, she does the runs and she just, she, she's very consistent that way. Uh, some things that help me. So I do trail running and road running. And then this year I'm trying to focus on some more weight training because I'm terrible with weight training, but I like to have a race in the calendar at all times. So if, if I want to get better at running, find a 5k, 10k, half, whatever it is, and pay for the race, put it a few months out, but pay for the race. Don't talk about the race, pay for the race. The next thing I would recommend doing is we are property managers, which means we, we our calendars are probably color-coded, full, all of those things. But do we put our exercise in our calendar? Put it as an appointment. So I have on Sundays, I do my workout schedule for the week and I put it in the Google calendar and I have a different color for it. And Am I 100% perfect on it? No, but when I put it as an appointment, it's better. And then the last thing I would say is make working out easy. And what I would what I mean by that is my wife will always kind of make fun of me because I will put out my shoes, my outfit, my water bottle, my keys, everything, my Garmin is sitting right by the door. So when that alarm goes off, all I have to do is grab it and go because the harder I make it, if I have to find my clothes, find all of that, like it's all, it's all about making good habits easy. And so I try to make it as easy as possible. Love those answers from both of you. So let's look at the, uh, 
the uh, 21% here. They're not in any rhythm or cadence, but they're obviously here. You all are obviously here because you'd like to change that. So how do we, how do we get there? How do we start? How do you guys recommend we start? You, you mentioned that you touched on it a little bit there at the end, Brad, when it comes to like your shoes and your clothes, but is there any other suggestions yeah. or tools? Hmm? Um, he was habit stacking or, you know, removing all the friction by designing your environment sort of thing. Um, yes. I mean, what's important yes. to you, what you enjoy, like if you're just going to lose weight, uh, that's your goal. That sounds horrible. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like punishment. But if you're going to run a race with a friend or you're going to do like a mud run because you think that's amazing, those are fun things that you can get excited about. So finding something that motivates you, that excites you, and then putting it on the calendar um, is good. Brad said something funny that um, I thought was funny because I've done it. I talked about a race too much before and I got dopamine from talking about that race. But I got more out of talking about that race than doing the daggone race. And that was disappointing. So I learned to try not to talk about the race. Um, yeah, just finding out what you want, scheduling it. Uh, like he said, put it on the calendar, even if it's at five in the morning, putting it on the calendar so you're always cognizant and you're, the people who support you know what's going on as well, and that that's important to you. So you have to have bedtimes. times. But building those routines and removing the friction from your environment is key. So much to talk about here. Thank you both. So much to talk about here. And somebody just mentioned Atomic Habits in the chat. So if you haven't read that book, great book to read. Level Up is another book I just I just finished reading. And it it, it I wanted to touch on what Janet said about uh, the experience. So create the experience that you want. And so one of the examples that in that book says that if you know that you may have the habit of coming home, it's the end of the day. You've got the best, most comfortable couch, and right in front of that couch is TV that you know you're gonna grab the remote and, and turn on and watch. Remove this. This may seem a little extreme for some, but again, it's about creating or recreating the environment. It says remove the uh, the cushions from that couch, put them somewhere where it's gonna be hard to grab or just you know just get in and put back again. So when you come in the next day, there's no no seats. And if you've ever sat on a couch that's got no cushions, you know it's not very comfortable, right? So you can do that with anything that you're trying to recreate the right experience for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Calendars. You guys touched on that. And I love it. Uh, your real, day doesn't your days quick, don't always Peter, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Who's level up by? I want to drop it in the chat for everybody. Is that Rob Dial? Yep. Perfect. Real quick, guys, your day doesn't always go as planned. So your calendar might, you know, you might have to change things up a little bit. So what does that mean? If you've got your workout, your activity, your walk set for that morning and something goes wrong, you just, you just try again tomorrow. What are your thoughts there? That's my time. It's mine. I put it on the calendar. Like this is my life. I, you know, we serve everybody else all day long for everybody it, I mean, you need to have something that's yours that you look forward to that you're doing for yourself. If you're only investing in everybody else all the time, what's left for you, you know? So you just have to protect your time. Um, I find as a mom and a parent that sometimes um, you lose your time and sometimes you have to like refine it and recreate it and reprotect it because um, we give ourselves away so much that we we don't have anything left. Sometimes. Yep. I I, and I, I totally agree. I have a slightly different perspective just because I'm, I'm Janet is like 
Janet is a rock star. I am an aspiring Janet. I'm not there yet, but my I think my focus is progress, not necessarily perfection immediately. And if you look at a week and your goal is to work out, like if you're if you are not working out at all right now and you set a schedule to work out 7 days a week, that is probably a bit of a too like too big of a jump. You maybe start out and say, I want to do three times a week for half an hour, build into that cadence and start to feel comfortable and then add to it. And for me, every week, there's usually a workout I miss or have to reschedule because of some external circumstance. And what I try to do with that is say, all right, that sucks that I had to miss that one, but what can I do? Like, what is my long-term vision here? Because I think it's easy that you start to get discouraged and then you just stop. And that's the the last thing you want. If it comes between working out, you know, every day for f- half a month and then giving up or working out three days a week for a year and being consistent, do the latter. Yeah, absolutely. I would also add to that, you've got to, you've got to be a couple of things. You want to, you want to know why you're going to do something. Uh, again, re- referencing um, level up, instead to do a, cer- a specific exercise, anytime that you want to accomplish something, whether it be in your career, your personal, uh, your health, do the seven why exercise. So ask yourself seven times why. Why do I want to go run in the morning? Why do I want to go for a walk in the morning? And you'll have an answer, but do the exercise. Ask yourself seven times until you finally get to that seventh why. And that will be the foundation that motivates you and drives you to your uh, to your goal. So cool little exercise. Uh, try it out. I think you'll uh, you'll you'll like it. Purpose and intention. So I'm currently not running. I've been I've I've been asked to replace my running with walking. So I've got to walk uh, a certain amount of steps or amount of time every day. So in my calendar, you'll find something that says um, what what did I name it? I named it. Um, daily recap. Now it doesn't say that I'm supposed to go for a walk at 3.30 in the afternoon. It says it's my daily recap. So what does that mean? It means I'm basically going to wrap up my day. What did I accomplish? What did I miss? So it's, it's now there's a, a purpose or an intention behind that specific activity. So just a, just a cool little, little, um, trick. All right. So I think we have another one. Do we have another, Laura? Uh, Laura, we have another um, question here for the uh, body. Here we go. How do you prefer to work out alone with a workout buddy in a group setting, such as a workout class? This one's going to be really interesting. Alone. All right. Okay. They're, they're, okay. There we go. So, so far, 68% said alone. Any surprises there? And Woody Osprey. Yeah. So all I would say to that is I work out alone a lot, but I will say that usually I am more consistent if I have some sort of accountability partner. Um, And a lot of times my workouts are better if I am with someone. So I, I don't cut the run a little short or I will push a couple extra reps when I'm trying to do something like that. But I mean, you're not going to necessarily be able to work out with someone all the time. I've just found that a lot of times with others, I am more accountable. Agreed. So great point. And the challenge there is that now it's hard enough to controlling your own schedule right now. 
having to schedule something with someone else and have those schedules actually work together is is a challenge. But that is uh, that's quite interesting that most people would prefer to work work out alone. Accountability, accountability partner, buddy. Why why is that helpful? Is it important even if you don't get to do it every day, every time that you work out? How often and and how helpful is it? It's easier to do hard things when somebody's doing it with you. I notice that if I ask my kids to go full clothes by themselves or do something they don't typically do, that it is just like a huge mental load for them to approach. But if I walk over there and say, hey, let's do this, they just walk up there like it's no problem. Um, the same thing with mountain biking. Like if you never have done a line before and it looks scary, you ask somebody to tow you in. You want to see somebody else do it first. Like things are not as scary as hard with company. Agreed. Yeah. And and having an uh, accountability partner, whether that's physically doing the activity with them or even just someone that you check in with. So somebody that could be across the other side of the country, like Trent Ratliff and I will periodically text because I'll just say, what's your next race or how's your how's your training going? And it is nice to have someone to bounce those ideas off of, but also Trent has texted me before and said, I haven't heard about your race. Like, why haven't you booked a race? And it's like, uh, yeah, I probably should book that. So there's there's a lot of positives to it, you know, to having someone else there with you. Thank you. We have a, so uh, so Laura asked, does, does posting in the PM Health Group uh, help you uh, keep going? And this was specific to Janet. Does it help? Absolutely. Uh, if I haven't posted in a while and I see Peter posting every day, I am like, okay, it's my turn to go in there and contribute. Um, these people are going. There's people who are consistent every day posting. And stop hiding. Go do something and post it. And share with the world. Love it. I want to. Uh, I want to mention that uh, I get a lot of folks tell me that they don't post. They feel a little embarrassed. They oh, feel yeah. like, well, you know, Janet or Brad or or Trant or whoever, like they're you know, running these, these crazy raises and, and I'm, I'm just not going to do that, but they, they do, they do get some inspiration from, so let's turn that around. Why is it, why would, tell them, if you will, tell them why we would love to see them post. I want to see you post because I want some new ideas of what to do. And I want to see some new uh, scenery. I, I want some new ideas. I want to see, um, what you think is fun. Also, I get to learn about you at a more personal level, more than just that you're a property manager in Wisconsin. Like now I know you have special interest and now we have a, a, another segue to walk up to each other at a conference and say, how many units do you manage? You're like, hey, we've done any great hiking. Like there's some hiking here. Uh, there's a trip afterwards. Do you want to meet up and do it? We're going to do like a little chat and hike. Like it's just another way for us to interact. It's great connection. And and I love that. And I think if you look in the PM Help group, and and I don't mean this like none of us are like fitness models or anything like that. Like we all are regular people that are just trying to get a little bit better each day. And uh, I think it was Pete Newbig that posted around the new year mm -hmm. that he had a goal to lose some weight over the holidays. And the engagement on his post about posting about losing weight like Pete doesn't post every day, but when he yeah. posted that, I I just thought this is amazing. Like what a cool thing to do over the holidays. And there was so much interaction. And so just like Janet said, we want to learn from each other. We want to see what people are doing in different parts of the country. Um, we want to see your dogs. 
like taco. We want to see what you're up to. Karen, I always want to see like where she's walking because she has such good views where she's walking. And then she usually gets a taco after. And I just, that's inspiring to me. A good walk and a taco. That's right. That's the other thing is you don't have to be a runner, right? So give us, give us in the, in the chat real quick, if you would, give us some examples of, of some of the activities that you, you feel like you, you would, or you enjoy the most, anything in the chat that you tell us. So you're not a runner, which is fine. You know, you don't, and everyone likes to run. What do you, what do you enjoy doing as far as activities? Audiobooks, during walks, love that. Playing sports with my kids, CrossFit, yoga, meditation, pickleball, CrossFit, 30 minutes, love it. Softball. Nice. I love the camping, camping and walking. That's perfect for mind, right? What a relaxing environment to be able to just uh, decompress and relax. Awesome. Walking dogs. Yep. Love it. Dogs make everything better, don't they? Yes. Yes. Uh, so let's talk. My 13 right. constantly challenging me to do um, pull-ups and stuff, which is not my favorite challenge because I am not a 13-year-old male with tons of testosterone. But that's like another thing is we do challenge each other in the house to do things. Like he'll do pull-ups. Uh, my younger son likes to do planks. And my husband is always trying to kill us like on some balance board or doing something. So let's bring this uh, Pokemon hunting. Check that out. Oh, yeah. Love it. Like hey. you include the family. Awesome. So let's tie this together. We talked about mind, talk about body. Why, why, what's the connection there, Brad? I think when you separate mind and body, you're doing yourself a disservice because they interrelate so much. If you focus on taking better care of your mind, taking better care of your body, they're both, they're, they're going to get better as a whole and you're going to be a better leader, you know? And bottom line is, People take cues from us very regularly. And if you are leading in your company and you are coming into the office stressed or jumping on Zoom meetings and you are distracted, not happy, just not engaged, what sort of tone are you setting with your team? You know, you can't expect them. Then you come home and say, well, people are just, you know, they had such bad attitudes today. And it's like, well, I wonder, wonder where that came from. And so it, it really does have to start, has to start with us. And it doesn't mean that you're happy all the time. It just means that you're cognizant of what's going on so that you can be in a little bit better balance than you would be if you weren't focusing on it. Oh, totally. Anything you want to add to that, Janet? Yes. I had a leader in the office a couple of years ago and she would say, hey, um, we're swans. We're swans. We glide on top of the water and we're just turning and turning and turning underneath. And I'm not sure if that's really accurate anymore. It was great when I was practicing faking until I make it, but now I feel like I have an internal swan as well. Like it's not all the time. It's not 100%. Sometimes they're tornadoes, like yesterday, literally tornadoes. Um, but if you're calm inside and you're you're setting the tone with a nice uh, confidence and air and just treating everybody well, it it, it spreads. Yeah, absolutely. As well, which you don't need. Yep. Yep. So you guys, so you, 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 y'all touched on, on leadership and how this, again, this all connects, right? So we've all heard it. Oxygen mask comes down. You gotta, you gotta put, you gotta put it on yourself before you help others. That's the exact same concept when it comes to a team that you want to be there for and assist. So we'll, we'll dive into the leader part of health. Before we do that, 
fun question here for the uh, for the chat. If you could exercise on any given day with a famous person, who would it be? If you could go for a walk, a run, skateboard, Pokemon hunting, anything <laughs> with a famous person, who would you like to do it with? This will be uh, this will be fun to see. Any famous person, actor, actress, singer. How did I know it was going to be Taylor Swift for you, Brad? How did I know that? Look, I'm just being real. <laughs> She's such a powerhouse. She's so amazing. Enzo Ferrari. I love that. Taylor oh, Obama. That crossfit. I think I'd feel guilty working out. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball was good. I eat many processed foods. You eat too many processed foods? Yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd get like shunned <laughs> because... I'm eating Lunchables with my kids. These are some great answers, guys. Thank y'all. I love, uh, Karen just called me out. Peter will say his Peloton girlfriend. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about leaders, fit leaders. You, uh, you may be a leader in the organization. You may be a leader within your department. Either way, you're observing and assisting a team. You're working as a team. Uh, so you'll see challenges with, uh, with peers. You'll see maybe different, uh, roles and responsibilities that you have to, uh, adjust to. So let's start with the, uh, let's start with the first question, uh, in the poll for this section, fit leader. Technical difficulties. Let's see. No worries. For some reason, okay, it's not letting me launch it. Usually there's a button that says launch. Hold on, guys. No worries. Well, I'll tell you what it is. And then when we see it on the screen, we can start participating. So the first question for being a fit leader is, how often do you meet with your team? Yeah, it's not letting me launch it, Peter. Maybe it's this is, can be a chat question too. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. So how often do you meet with your team? Is it once a week, once a month, once a quarter, or all of the above? Once a week? Once a month, once a quarter, or all of the above. I like this question. I was still sharing results, that's why. Well, I see a lot of weekly, so this is great. Um, what do you guys do, Janet, Brad, and how does this help you be a, a better leader? Go ahead, Brad. Uh, we're, we're weekly right now. Um, and then what I'm trying to do, uh, what I try to do every day is try to have some sort of connection with each team member, even if it's just like something that, I can just engage with them for a minute. Um, a lot of times I would come straight into the office and just like plug into my laptop and get going. I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional about spending some extra time, just kind of doing check-in. Yeah. It. So we are 100% virtual. I'm the only one that goes to any office. So we do a L10 meeting once a week and then every other week we do all hands meeting on top of that. Uh, so we meet weekly. I used to do the check-ins um it felt like a parade it was honestly exhausting as a leader i would walk in and then i would check in for a minute or two with everybody walking down the hallway so it'd be like 45 minutes till i get to my desk i found that really hard and i've always felt like i've lacked when i hear other leaders talk about how often they check in and how they try to do the meaningful one-on-ones and stuff i've never felt like i've uh, met the bar on that um, but I definitely like our meetings. We have a Slack channel that um, is like a social channel that we talk about positive mm -hmm. things. There's a lot of dog birthdays on there. I got a new pet. Um, there's a lot of I'm going to a wedding or I have a new thing um, in there that we kind of keep up virtually together. I yeah, I never feel like I'm the I'm killing it in this department. That's okay. Is it? Uh, so I saw some uh, some answers here. Uh, the daily, the ten minute daily meetings, and and. I'm sure there's there's folks in here today that are a big fan of traction 
right? And they're following they're following that that order that sequence there. What do you what do you think about the daily ten? I know uh, was it Brad that you said that you liked it? These I have, how do you structure them? So I, we we actually don't do those currently. Mine are more informal. I know Melissa does those. Melissa Sharon. Um, and they have some great processes in place and everything like that. So I'm not the best for that one because I'm a, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what you know, I I see a lot of a lot of folks do them as as something that they they just they have to check off the list for the day. What have you done to make these meetings, whether they're daily or weekly, to make them more meaningful, more than just transactional? Yeah, we go on with an agenda. There's a, a reason and there's a goal and there's, you know, an executable item at the end um, or a resolution. So that's that's how we do things is there's actionable. We do have a leadership channel and we have a channel for just about every other big piece um, in our company where we communicate instead of emails. We say, hey, there's this issue that came up. Here's the address. Here's the whatever's going on. And you tag whoever's important and we have a conversation and work it out. Um, as the people become available. It's not a stop what you're doing situation. It's more of a pause email or text. Uh, but we keep in touch a lot that way. Um, I love it because I don't know, maybe just my age group or it's just digital and I don't feel like I have to drop everything I'm doing to pick up the phone or go to a meeting. I, I Pausing everyone's time is just so expensive. I despise it. Um, it's not productive either. So I think the, the informal lines of communication are great and then our weekly check-ins where we really hash out like big items that need executable teamwork yeah well you guys can all see we have a last minute special guest 2024 narpum president is with us now she's going to tell us a little bit about about her daily meetings Man, Melissa? i was not prepared to be on camera <laughs> my kids are home for a snow day so it's been a little chaotic um we do the daily 10 and wouldn't necessarily it always includes my husband or myself just depending on our schedule, but our management team runs them. And it's a simple three questions. What what am I working on today? What do I need help with? And what deadlines do I have to meet? Mm -hmm. And so what this produces is a camaraderie of, for one, we can see who has more work on their plate than someone else and what can we shift. And it also has created a really strong teamwork environment for someone yeah. to be willing to step in and help without, without me having to go and say, you know, Susie's overwhelmed, so I need you to step in. So it's, what what do I have on my plate? Uh, what do I need help with? And what deadlines do I have to meet? And so collectively, they're holding their shells accountable and they're helping out each other. And it's it's a quick, easy 10 minutes and they do it every single day. Yeah. Listen, you know, two love, or three love, love people. It's it's small, easy, um, because my departments are all small, but we're yeah. all in an office too. So it's also part of our culture. I love that. I love the part where you said you get to see what everyone's got on their plate and even, you know, maybe, you know, determine if it's if it's too much. That's right. what a leader is going to do, right? They're going to look at their team and right. that's going to help identify are they is it too much to the point that they'll become stressed, anxious? etc right and so you're looking the, out for them on the flip side of that peter the biggest change we've seen is that you have those people that feel like they're overwhelmed all the time and they have so much work but when they see everyone else's what they're doing they're like maybe i shouldn't say that or maybe i shouldn't complain <laughs> or maybe i should take on a little more because my plate really isn't as full as everyone else's so yeah. it's really elevated the effort in our office um probably more than anything 
A little right. healthy peer pressure. That's what I call it. Yes. We do peer yeah. pressure for everything. Praises, accountability, attendance, all of it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Karen Rommel is just sharing with the with in the chat. They use Trello. And that's a great tool as well. So love love that you guys are sharing, you know, the different tools that you guys are using for for any of these. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Well, let's get to our last poll question. I think this is going to be interesting because we're going to tie all of this back to all three topics, mind, body, and health. Last question for today. It's good to know what type of leadership style you have. How would your team members describe you? Authoritative and decisive, supportive and nurturing, charismatic and inspirational, visionary and strategic. Wow. Okay. All right. The results tell us that you say that your team would describe you as supportive and nurturing. What were y'all's answers, Janet and Brad? I had a little trouble between the last three, honestly. But yeah, I was like supportive because we don't want anybody to freeze in their tracks when they feel like they're making mistakes. So I always feel like I'm doubling down there. It's like, we always need to learn from our mistakes. We need to build and grow. Uh, what do you need? All those things. Okay. Brad? Yeah. I feel like if you're in property management, you probably have a, a healthy dose of nurturer in you. You are more than likely a patient person. You're more patient than most. So supportive and nurturing is what I put down. What I know I need to work on better is being more communicative in our vision and goals, like where, like that strategic place. I have a ton up here and we have like our vision statement and things like that, but I think I need to be better at sharing that vision with others so that they can, they, they can create, you know, they, they can build with that. Yeah. So thank you for those answers. Uh, Karen here, says here at the end of the chat that the personality tests have actually told her what she is like. So, you know, that would be a question that I would, I would have for everyone is, you know, okay, this is, this is what I think how my team would describe me, but do we actually know that? So, you know, it's, whether it's DISC, Culture Index, uh, 16 Personalities, whatever you decide to take, it's a great exercise to learn about yourself, to learn about your team, and to learn how to interact and be a leader. And that wraps up another episode of the Triple Win Property Management Podcast. Thank you for pressing play. We hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration. The Triple Win Property Management Podcast is proudly produced and distributed by Second Nature, where we believe in a triple win building winning experiences for your residents, investors, and your teams with the only fully managed resident benefits package. Visit secondnature.com to learn more and talk to an RVP expert in your area. If you have any questions, comments, or want to weigh in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Email triplewin at secondnature.com. That's triplewin at secondnature.com. Stay connected with us beyond the podcast. Visit our website at secondnature.com to stay updated with upcoming property management events and articles. And don't forget, you can keep the conversation going in the Triple Win Property Management Facebook group. It's exclusively for property managers. To receive even more valuable insights and updates, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find the link to that and much more in the show notes. On behalf of the Triple Win community, this is Laura Mack thanking you for tuning in. And on behalf of Second Nature, this is Carol Housel. Check back soon for another exciting episode. Until then, keep striving for that triple win.